What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Sports Talk Buffalo. I'm your host, Drew. Thank you for making me part of your week. The Buffalo Bills make another statement in prime time. This time, it's Sunday night football against the Steelers, and the UB Bulls show everyone why they're in the AP Top 25 for the first time program history. We're going to talk about all that in the upcoming episode, so stick around and let's have some fun. Let them do all the talking and fucking dancing. We'll go out there and do the, all the fucking work. That's what Josh Allen said to his teammates prior to the start of the game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, talking about Juju Smith-Schuster going to the Bills logo in the middle of the field before the game and doing some stupid fucking TikTok dance. It gave the Bills just that extra motivation. And you know what? I want you to put that in my veins. I love that from Josh Allen. It is fantastic. And I want to know if Juju ever happens to watch watch this, how did that work out for you, bud? How about you take this loss and in the great words of Shooter McGavin, choke on that, baby. Absolutely loved cramming it down your throat. The disrespect by Juju in the beginning of the game, I don't know if he realizes how disrespectful it is to dance on the other team's logo, especially doing a stupid fucking TikTok dance. It's absolutely silly, but you know what? The Buffalo Bills, they did the work, and they ended up beating the Pittsburgh Steelers 26-15, to dropping the Steelers to 11-2. That's two straight losses for the Steelers. And I think five straight wins for the Bills. The Bills would have potentially seven straight wins outside of the Hail Mary play at the end of the Arizona game. Oh my goodness, the Bills are rolling and they are doing a fantastic job. I told you they got to work. It was the defense in the first half as they played absolutely unbelievable. They ended up getting a pick six and it was the offense in the second half that was dominant. It was a complete team game from start to finish, one of the most well-rounded games of the season for the Buffalo Bills. Absolutely loved it. Josh Allen in this game, in my opinion, it wasn't his best game. He showed a ton of maturity after not having a very strong first half, going just 10 of 23 for 76 yards and an interception. Uh, He came out in the second half, and he was on fire. He went 14 of 20 for 162 and two touchdowns, and he really stole the game away from the Pittsburgh Steelers. That shows so much maturity that even on a night that you start off maybe not having it, you know, the way you want it, not rolling on all cylinders to come out and make the adjustments, and in the second half, lay a beat down on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Absolutely loved it. Great, gritty win by Josh Allen. That's what you want from your franchise quarterback. Big players shine in big-time situations, and Josh Allen did just that. Speaking of big-time big time players in big-time situations, Stefan Diggs came out and was absolutely unstoppable in the second half. Eight targets, seven catches, 92 yards, 
and a touchdown. They went to him, I think, five straight times on one drive. He was seemingly getting open at will, especially on that drive, and he had a tremendous game in terms of yards after catch. He had 62 yards after catch in this game, his most all season long, and it was a in under the lights in a primetime game against an 11-1 Pittsburgh Steelers team that's in second place in the AFC, and the Bills are now right there. They might end up actually taking over the two-seed uh, and moving the Pittsburgh Steelers out of it. The Browns lost today also, so the Buffalo Bills, you know, they have an opportunity to finish at number two in the AFC standings right behind the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh my goodness, what a absolutely spectacular thing that would be for the Buffalo Bills and and all of us, all of the fans. Like I said, just an absolutely tremendous, tremendous second half. The offensive line in this game, they were under siege in the first half, but they came out second half and they did a tremendous job, in my opinion, against the best pass rush in the NFL, most in sacks, most in QB pressures, most in QB hits. All of those things is what the Pittsburgh Steelers get on the quarterbacks. The Bills allowed just one sack in this game. Tremendous job by the offensive line, and I wanted to give a big shout-out to right tackle Daryl Williams against T.J. Watt. He was absolutely phenomenal in this game. You would think that he had a bunch of help on that right side, but in a lot of situations, they were leaving him one-on-one with Watt, and he was essentially nullifying Watt on a lot of these plays. He didn't get a whole lot of pressure. You didn't notice T.J. Watt as much as you normally might notice him. Just a fantastic job by the Bills' offensive line and by Brian Dable, yet again, calling plays a little bit quicker, tempo plays a little bit uh, quicker, getting the ball out of Josh's hands plays in the second half, which really nullified the pass rush for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It was an absolutely tremendous game all the way around. The Buffalo Bills, we're going to talk about the defense now. The Buffalo Bills defense played a fantastic Two halves of football, realistically, they were absolutely tremendous in this game. Uh, They looked like they're actually rounding into form in the second half of the season, and that's huge as we approach playoff time. It looks like the Bills defense is the defense of last year, and they're really starting to get rolling, and that's something that is absolutely vital when we're going into playoff time and start playing against only playoff teams, the Buffalo Bills defense is going to need to be cooking on all cylinders, and right now they seem to be doing it. They held Ben Roethlisberger to just 21 of 37 for 187 yards. That's his third lowest of the entire season. Two touchdowns and two interceptions, and you know, the DBs in this game for the Bills, especially Teron Johnson and Levi Wallace, had tremendous, tremendous games. Unfortunately, I believe Teron Johnson ended up suffering a concussion in this game, but that's not worth saying, or not, it's worth noting that he had a very, very, very good game 
for the Buffalo Bills in this one. He had seven tackles and a pick six in this game. His pick six essentially turned the tides for the Buffalo Bills, gave them the lead going into halftime, and that was absolutely huge. The Bills were down 7-3. to The Pittsburgh Steelers had the ball with only a, a minute or two minutes left in the first half. He sees a quick out by Juju, and he jumps the route. Teron Johnson jumps the route, takes it to the house. Nobody touches him, and it was just a fantastic play by Teron Johnson, a fantastic game by him overall and a fantastic bounce-back game by Levi Wallace. He had, uh, let me see, let me find it here real quick. He had one tackle and three passes defended and an interception when Juju had him beat down the right sideline. He recovered on the play and was able to come up with a fantastic catch on the right sideline, beating Smith-Schuster for that ball. Just a fantastic, fantastic game by Levi Wallace. My goodness, the Bills DBs played absolutely stellar. If they can play like this in the playoffs, the Bills are going to be a tough team to beat, and I can guarantee you the Kansas City Chiefs will not want to see the Buffalo Bills in this game, something or in the playoffs. Something else worth noting that is absolutely incredible for the Buffalo Bills is after that interception, there was about seven and a half minutes left in that game. The Bills held the ball for the rest of the game. They did not give the Steelers even an opportunity to get the ball back in that game. In this game, they capped off the game with a seven-minute, over a seven and a half-minute drive. Just a stellar, stellar job by the Buffalo Bills. Their offensive line and their run game late in the game by Josh Allen, Josh Allen and Brian Dable rallying the troops in the second half. And the Buffalo Bills make a big statement. We are here and we are contenders. Do not overlook us. And that is just an app that's absolutely music to my ears for the Buffalo Bills heading into the playoff, uh, the playoff push at the end of this season. All right, now in this segment, I want to talk about the nationally ranked University at Buffalo Bulls coming into the week ranked number 24 in the nation. Again, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, this is the first time the University at Buffalo Bulls football team has been ranked in the AP top 25 in program history. It is an absolutely fantastic accomplishment for Lance Leipold and the university, and they only furthered their accomplishments by helping themselves move up to the 23rd spot in the AP top 25 after absolutely kicking in Akron's teeth in the last game, they beat Akron 56-7, to and like I said, it helped UB move up the rankings in the AP polls to number 23, and as they continue to move forward, it is just a fantastic time to be a Buffalo Bulls football fan here in Western New York. In this game, UB only had to throw 10 times. That is how dominant their ground game was. It was simply incredible. Uh, As I said, they threw it 10 times. Vantrese was just 4 of 7 in this game. Uh, 
for 68 yards and one touchdown. If you're watching this on YouTube, here is the touchdown pass from Kyle Van Treese. And if you're listening, Kyle Van Treese fakes the ball to the left, rolls out to the right, and drops an absolute dime to Trevor Wilson. Just a fantastic ball, again, by Kyle Van Treese. That is what UB can do to you. They can pound you and pound you and pound you and pound you, and then beat you over the top with a long touchdown pass. You cannot sleep on the passing game or the deep threat uh, attack of the UB Bulls. They will be able to beat you deep with Antonio Nunn and Trevor Wilson on the outside. Both of those kids, absolutely burners. So you you have to keep, it keeps the other teams honest for UB. You cannot just stack the box and leave one-on-one coverage on the outside. You will get torched against this UB Bulls wide receiving core. Uh, as I stated, they only threw 10 passes. They, they went so far as to put in their third-string quarterback. Uh, Matt Myers with the backup quarterback was 2 of 2 for 11 yards. And Biznitsky, I don't know how to say his last name, was 0 of 1. And he threw an interception, which actually led to Akron scoring their first points of the game. So not a very good look for their third-string quarterback uh, in this game. But like I said, they are just completely dominant on the ground. Jarrett Patterson had just 16 carries and 105 yards, two touchdowns. And they took him out at halftime to save him for the Mid-American Conference Championship. Uh, Kevin Marks had 15 carries for 182 yards. That is a career high in yards. He also had two touchdowns, and he seemingly broke off plays at will against the Akron Zips defense. It was incredible uh, game for Kevin Marks, an incredible game to watch. They, then you put in Cook Jr. Cook Jr. had 11 carries for 58 yards. Robinson had five carries for 36 yards. And the walk-on, who doesn't even have a scholarship for UB, had one carry for 44 yards and a touchdown. Fantastic thing to see from him. I'm sure he works his absolute tail off all the time. And to get rewarded like that is something special for the walk-on. Ahmed. Matt Myers also had one carried for four yards and a touchdown. He also had a touchdown run called back. It was so impressive that I'm going to try to put the highlight on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, check this one out. It's fantastic. Matt Myers gets the ball around the left side, uh, breaks a tackle in the backfield, goes around the left side, and just blows by the secondary. It was so cool to watch. That is why Matt Myers is, or had won the QB competition as a true freshman. His ceiling is just so much higher than Kyle Van Treese. He has a better arm. He is more mobile. He can run the read option. Uh, he just, the, the Bulls were developing their identity when Matt Myers was the quarterback of UB, and he got absolutely beat up for the first few games. He was actually ended up getting injured, had a season-ending injury. That's when Van Trees came in, and he took over and just did everything that was asked of him to do and just let the running backs just absolutely carry this team. Kyle Van Trees, very solid, solid game manager, and he's the one who helped get the Bulls to where they are right now. So I think this is his team. He is only a junior. I think if they go next year with Kyle Van Trees, nobody's really going to be mad. It'll probably be Kevin Marks in the backfield along with Cook Jr. Uh, the Bulls have a stable of running backs that they ha- that they can uh, 
put out on the field, as you've seen right here. Uh, it was a quiet game for uh, Antonio Nunn. He had just one catch for five yards, but Trevor Wilson had three catches for 63 yards and that bomb of a touchdown. That was just a fantastic throw by Kyle Van Trees right on the money. UB's defense was stout yet again in this game, forcing one turnover, one INT, and four sacks in this game. And the big standouts in this game for me were both of the defensive tackles. Eddie Wilson, big number zero. Eddie Wilson had three tackles and one sack in this game. He is a former three-star recruit. And freshman George Wallow, he's earned so much playing time because the coaches... He's been playing so well, the coaches cannot not put him on the field. He also had four tackles and a sack in this game. He has earned his time out on the field. The Bulls look to win their second conference title coming up on Friday the 18th. Uh, It is uh, in program history, their second title in program history, Friday the 18th of December at 7.30 on ESPN against Ball State. Don't forget to watch that. It's going to be a fantastic game with two very, very good teams. Side note, I wanted to talk about this real quick before I get out of here. Lance Leipold is being said to be a Power 5 candidate, a potential Power 5 coaching candidate for multiple teams um, in the NCAA. One of them is Illinois in the Big Ten, and the other is Auburn in the SEC. I said it before, I think the Bills should make Lance Leipold the highest paid coach in the Mid-American Conference after this year, and the highest paid coach in the Mid-American Conference was uh, Candle for Toledo. He was scheduled to make $1.175 million per year. He took a little bit of a pay cut this year, just under $1.1 million. The only bad thing is, if those teams come knocking, Illinois just fired their head coach. His salary was $5 million a year, and Auburn's head coach, his salary was $6.8 million a year. So if they throw anywhere near that amount of money at Lance Leipold to come to either one of those two, you can kiss Lance Leipold goodbye because there's no way he's turning down, down that kind of money to stay at UB. I just think that they should preemptively give him a bunch of money and make the buyout very, very large to try to maybe scare off some of these other teams so that we can keep Lance Leipold just a little bit longer going forward before he moves on to uh, a bigger, bigger and better things here. That's going to do it for this episode of Sports Talk Buffalo. Thank you guys for listening. If you are listening on audio only, you can hear me on any of the major podcasting websites, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and of course, Anchor. If you want to watch me, you can check out my new YouTube page. It's Sports Talk Buffalo on YouTube. If you want to email me, you can at sportstalkbuffalo at yahoo.com or sportstalkbuffalo at gmail.com. Leave me a rating. Click and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Leave me a rating on the listening platform of your choice if you're listening to just podcast or audio only. Thank you guys for listening and have a fantastic week.